Hi, this is Ben. Just a quick note before we jump into our show this week. We want to encourage you, if you're listening to this and are able to, please, please donate to Black Lives Matter in Rochester, New York, and other cities across the U.S. You can donate to Black Lives Matter Rochester on Venmo at B-L-M-R-O-C. That's B-L-M-R-O-C to support bail funds for protesters. And you can also support medical supplies for those protesters in Rochester at J-A-E-Y-L-O-N dash Y on Venmo. That's J-A-E-Y-L-O-N dash Y on Venmo. And please consider also donating to the GoFundMe page that Daniel Prude's family has set up in his name. We encourage you to donate if you can in solidarity, not in charity, and continue to incorporate anti-racist actions in your lives as much as you can. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Is Rachel? Uh, it's I hard clapped. to tell. I hope you guys know how annoying it is to sync us up when I'm doing the audio. Especially I when, wouldn't know. Especially when someone does multiple claps. Who does multiple claps? Benjamin. I don't. Benjamin. Benjamin, you have done multiple claps. <laughs> I have, I have, I have, I'm, I have, I have a bar. Oh, how dare, how dare you accuse me so? <laughs> My constitution can't handle this. Yep, that sounds about right. Constitution can't handle a lot of things these days. I'd like to say I wasn't the first one to do it this time. Yeah, that's no, you did. <laughs> no, you did yours before the recording started. Shh, yeah, thank count. you for thank you for not eating stuff during this, so I don't have to try to edit out your <laughs> scraping. I mean, I could if you want. No, I really don't want you to. Um. Yes, who's got a story this week, boys? Um. In terms of what? Like, what kind of story are you looking for? I don't know. Some, That's helpful. Some, <laughs> some banter? Some banter? Um, one time. Wow. Great story. Thank you. Great story. Okay, here's a question. What are you guys <laughs> here's a fucking question. On theme question. Mm. Um, what are you guys doing for Halloween? Uh, trying to figure that out. Um, I've got a quarantine down here, so we're potentially going to try to get together, maybe have a fire or something. A quarantine? A quarantine? Oh. I see. You're such a millennial, Chris. What? Are you using your Amazon Alexa to schedule that oh for you? <laughs> I hate I hate you. Uh. Uh. <laughs> 
No, we actually have a fun group text message where some people have Androids, and my phone doesn't always send messages properly. Love it's, that. It's great. That I must, love it. That must suck, because Bridget has an Android. <laughs> yep. Oh, she gets the messages fine. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> um... But, yeah, so I'll figure that out. Um, I actually just had a shark onesie come in um, yesterday, so that's kind of exciting. So you going to be a shark? Probably. Swimming in the ocean? Yeah. You don't know that song, do you? Causing a commotion because they are so awesome? No. Narwhals, narwhals? No, no, okay. no, no. Um, oh, wait, do I not even remember the name of the song? Um, wow. Larry. Then you're killing it, my friend. <laughs> no, it's not Larry. It's Theme Park Shark. Goddamn. What is this song? Oh, Billy the Theme Park Shark. Uh, by the Arrogant Worms. You remember them. Arrogant Worms. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. That sounds very familiar. It'll sound even more familiar if you, if you listen to it. Oh, what are your Halloween plans, Ben? You've you've avoided the question. <laughs> I've been letting my dear brother answer that for me. Or what? give his answer, I mean. <laughs> um I I do not have plans right now. Um last year I I spent Halloween watching scary movies with our parents. But given living it up, right? Um uh, given the state of the world right now, not sure that that's the best idea. Mm-hmm. So, I might uh, shack up here with my housemate uh, and wait for potential trick or treaters to arrive at our door. Not sure what how we'll gonna... handle that. Yeah, that was that was going to be my question because I'm trying to figure out how to handle trick or treaters as well. Last year we only got <laughs> like one group, so. I'm not sure how many we'll get this year, if at all. Oh, last year we mm-hmm. ran out of candy by like 8 p.m. <laughs> we did not expect anyone to try to trick or treat because we live in the area that has like students, student housing, mm-hmm. not student housing. You know what I mean? We're yeah, we're where students live off campus. Yes, um, yes, no, I know what you mean. So Quite. we were like, oh, no one's going to show up. And then a lot of children showed up very quickly. Law. Well, you tried. But, That's the important thing. But do you dress up when you give them the candy? Yes, of course. Why Why wouldn't you? Yeah, Ben. Um. Um. Oh, this oh, Benjamin, are you are you lame? <laughs> You're just realizing this now, Rachel. Oh, oh. says Benjamin. All right, well, well good, good <laughs> yeah, job, we'll that out. <laughs> we did it. Well, we see you. We did it. Jumped over the moon. Oh, Chris, you might you might find this funny. Um, it's already Halloween here at Rachel's apartment. Yes, um, yes, yeah. Because we've been watching Halloween movies. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, like, what, what classics? Yes. Well, okay, so what day is it? It's Sunday. Friday night, we watched um, Nightmare Before Christmas, because one of my roommates had never seen it. Oh, okay, that's fun. Um, and number one, forgot how weird they look. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quite. Um, and number two, we we finished the movie, and she was like, who was that for? Who was this made for? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not made for children. Mm. Is it? And the only answer I could give was, um, it was made for emo middle schoolers. I could see that. Like, uh, Christopher. I, I would not count myself as an emo middle schooler. I was definitely, like, you know, depressed, but I feel like that's not, like, I'm not meeting the criteria in that like there's there's more to it than just your that. itunes library from 2008 <laughs> would beg to differ listen i'm feeling very added right now and i don't understand why it's I okay feel... i then i then downloaded your entire itunes library when i got that's the what i grade. yeah yeah, same yeah. Here. that's what i thought yep, 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 yep i feel like the night before christmas was made solely to keep hot topic in business when did Hot Topic go? I'm just uh, Googling that. Hot Topic. Did you even ever shop at Hot Topic? Uh, I've never purchased anything from there, but I have, uh, over the years, been inside of their stores. Mm. And the, lots of It is very different now. Oh. Is yes, it? yes. Hot Topic now is no, no longer... It is not... It's not really... It's... It's fascinating. It's like um, Disney and anime stuff now. Oh, like Funko stuff? Very much so, yes. Yeah, like um, like they always did like fandom stuff. Like I remember like TARDIS dresses they had, but like mm. they don't sell like trap pants anymore. Like there's, they, their like goth clothing has really mm. been pared down um, in favor of like disney t-shirts and oh yeah um, anime figurines mm-hmm. they got lilo and stitch harry yes. potter my hero academia yes like go yeah if you go on their website now and if you walk into a hot topic store because i um last time i set foot in a hot topic was this time last year um because the theme for second chance prom was goth and so we went to the mall um, mm-hmm. drove all that way to, to go to Hot Topic, and it was like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I came here for. Don't you want your Rick and Morty teas, Rachel? No, I don't. I'm Pickle Rick. You feeling okay there, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> that, was so, that was so despondent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, ben, I think one of my favorite things about this sort of thing, Ben, is whenever you do something that just sort of hints as to your inner, like, conflict and frustration and sadness, 
and you're just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. look at me laugh at it. Oh, man. Don't worry. I'm fine. Like, you doing okay, Ben? I am doing okay, Christopher. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm glad. I'm also now, looking at... Now who's adding someone in the fucking <laughs> podcast? I feel very doxxed right now. Oh my god. Is that a word? I, I know that's a word. <laughs> Did I just say something re, I didn't know? What... Uh, I'm just gonna re-ask my question. You, you doing okay there, Beth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm uh, kind of burnt out. Kind of the... Because my um, my schedule, because of COVID, for college has been, or grad school has been, nonstop classes all the time, um, especially because it's my last year and I'm working on my thesis, um, but no breaks until Thanksgiving, because they mm -hmm. want people to bring COVID to campus, but it's coming here anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So, mm. that's that's been uh, meaning... Much less sleep and much less uh, downtime for Benjamin. I see. That does sound stressful, Mr. Benjamin. It does, it does. But, you know, uh, going to uh, actually going to see um, uh, telemedicine therapy next week. So. Oh, that's exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. That is something I keep meaning to do myself. And just uh, keep forgetting to sign up for. So right, yeah, here I am. <sighs> One might say that I would, you know, have done it if I didn't have a podcast to focus oh, on yes, so much. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. That's yes. a, <laughs> uh, this really does take up a lot of my time. Uh, hey, there's the rub. Know, each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> just you know editing day in day out yeah chris does, yeah. Chris does so much of the posting content work yeah oh dude posting content it's mm -hmm. just it's a night and day night and day yeah, you did you designed our cover art didn't you as well that was you that's right i am the graphic designer of the family and you are not the only one in this family. <laughs> 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 what was that a picture of uh it was a little reference yes the As we reference a meme hat. we sent to each other in a purely audio media. Oh, cool. Not uh, related to this, but like, not. Wow. Going back to the Hot Topic discussion. Yes. Uh -huh. I'm looking at their shop right now, and they highlight Nightmare Before Christmas merch. Of course they do. Mm. And good on them for using, um, uh, or, like, showing, uh, different body types. Oh, yeah, they actually have mm. a really good plus-size selection. That's, that's, that is the good thing I can say about Hot Topic. Um. That is nice. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, this is, I, I do, the reason I visit their website semi-frequently is because I am looking for a skater skirt. Skater um, skirt. Skater skirt. So that means nothing. This may be me, but I feel like a, a skirt when skating will be inherently less protective than like yes. jeans or something, right? Yeah, it's not to skate. It's to. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. I, I see. I'm disconnected from the youth you these think, days. You think I skate? 
She had a Listen, skater. A lot has changed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had a How skater. Has changed you, Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> yes, Pat. She had a skater skirt. She said, "See you later, boy." He wasn't good ben. enough for her. No. Wow, Ben. I'm glad we stopped the conversation <laughs> for you to say that. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway, um, so why are we here today? Yeah. What's... Slash, who's actually running this? Um, uh, I believe it's you, right? Tech. <laughs> <laughs> um. Lol. I think technically it's Ben, but I also watched the movies, so I will also help. Wait, movies? Yes, sir. Oh, ho, ho. This does not... For some reason, I hmm? I, I thought this was just a one movie that I remember watching with y'all. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Perhaps um, um, you only watched the first movie. I guess. I don't know. Tell me more. Tell me more. What were we gonna say, Rachel? Um, I just realized we're 16 minutes in, and um, we have not introduced ourselves for the podcast. Oh, that's true. <laughs> do we need to do that? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Uh, uh, hello, and welcome to Relatable Content, a nostalgia show for a new generation. I'm your co-host and middle child, Ben McLaughlin. I am another co-host and the youngest child, Rachel McLaughlin. And I am the a co-host yes. and oldest child, yes. Chris McLaughlin. Very good. Very good, Chris. Thank you. I, I, in the like half second between when I started talking and you finished, I had already forgotten the order that all of you had set it in. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh man, I want to be consistent. I, I still don't know if I got it right. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Chris, because um, in the past, you have not cared whether you got it right. So, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Really, it was all that time that I was spending editing. Like, it really made me feel connected to the podcast and invested in its production, you know? See it? No, that is not an invite to (laughs) have me edit this. (laughs) That That is fine. That is fine. Okay, Ben. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the iconic uh, cult classic, Scary Godmother. Ooh. Yes, yes. It um, it was uh, uh, two two movies that premiered um, first like in in Canada and other places in two thousand three, and then in two thousand four in the U.S. on Cartoon Network, and. It basically follows this this young girl named Hannah Marie who discovers that monsters are real and that she has this uh, scary godmother who helps her become less scared of monsters and um, really celebrate the the weird and wacky and um, strange um, aspects of Halloween and the world at large. Hmm. Would you say that's an accurate description, Rachel? Uh, yes, I would. Um, I would also like to note that this outline is nine pages long, Ben. Don't worry about it. I'm worried about it. Don't anyway. Ben, 
just just before we start, I want to make sure, Ben, how long until we get to Scary Godmother? Like, how much preamble is there going to be? Well, we got to go back to the hot topic topic first. Oh, Ben. <laughs> no, I think we're immediately going to talk about Scary Godmother. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we are going to talk about Scary Godmother, but before we can talk about wow. the movie, we have to talk about their inspiration. Okay, oh, Benjamin? Okay. Yes. <laughs> we, we talked about this, Rachel. We did. You are on thin fucking ice. <laughs> okay. If this takes... If this part of the episode is longer than actually talking about the movies, I'm gonna lose my mind. Don't worry, don't worry. We can pepper in uh, some of this uh, background stuff um, as we go along. Excellent. I'm excited. Alright, here we go. Here we go. So, did you know that the Scary Godmother movies, both uh, the first one, Scary Godmother, and then Scary Godmother 2, Jimmy's Revenge? Um, I'd like to correct that. Oh. <gasps> Scary Godmother oh. first one. Scary yes, yes. Godmother Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Scary Godmother 2, Revenge of Jimmy. Mm. Sorry. All right, that's a wrap. The Revenge of Jimmy. Uh, okay, that's a uh, uh, good good talk, everybody. I guess we... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and that's the episode. See, look how fast that was. I'm so proud. Okay, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Take us back. So, so there. Uh, basically, all you need to know is that there were two movies made uh, in the early two thousands, um, and they're uh, based on this concept made by a person named Jill Thompson, who um, was an illustrator and uh, an author um, who has made uh, such uh, works as uh, the Magic Trixie books, um, and uh, has partnered with. Um, uh authors like neil gaiman to illustrate his sandman series uh she's illustrated watercolor illustrations for like wonder woman batman uh and other comics as well um wow yeah and the concept of scary godmother came about when she her she uh, her first niece was being born and uh the concept of the who would be the godmother was coming up and she wanted to make this book for uh her niece and uh she was she always loved halloween the the spookiness the vibes there so um she was uh trying to picture how this um kind of cool aunt kind of godmother person would be um if, if she was a little creepy if she was both a fairy and a witch and thus the world of the fright side and um Scary Godmother came to be in 1997. Wow. And and out of that, um, she first like published the um, rights under uh, Serious Entertainment Comics, um, and then they were bought up by DC later on. And uh, she eventually partnered with um, Run Amuck Productions, which is a, a playwright company, and they produced a one-hour children's play, which then became uh, the first Scary Godmother movie. Children's play? 
children's play, correct? Interesting. As in costumes for iconic characters such as Bugaboo and uh, Harry the werewolf. Mm. Do you have any images oh, of this play? Th- not only do I have images, but there is um, a short expert uh, excerpt of it on YouTube. It's the only version of it that I could find. I couldn't find oh, the, the actual script, but the script is basically the first Scary Godmother movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, sorry. My car is uh, running amok right now for no reason. Cool, cool. Okay, let me just fix that. Alright, seems like it's fine now. I don't know what went wrong. Oh, but that was fun. Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, so basically picture Scary Godmother as like a, a, spook- a spookier Miss Frizzle. Yep. She, yep, 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 yep. Yep. Yes, yes. Um she she lives with her broommate. Uh uh I'm sorry, just for a moment. I have mm-hmm. to um because now I'm watching the clips from the scary play. Yes, um, yes. On Jill Thompson's YouTube channel. Yes, um, yes. And this is one of my favorite things about um this specific kind of theater um which is like 30 year old men playing 12 year old boys (laughs) (laughs) yes and um similarly 30 year old women playing a seven-year-old girl (laughs) yes yes and it is just fantastic to see specifically i am I'm specifically loving the Orson character. Yes. Um, who's the vampire boy. Um, yes, vampire boy. This is truly a 30 to 40 year old man dressed as an emo teen. Excellent. <laughs> okay, we're, we, can, we can now return. <laughs> so that's, that's where they, they came from. And not to give too much away, but um, there are like so many comics made of this series um even before the um the play and the movies came out uh all published from like 1997 to um the early 2000s then republished later on by like dark horse comics and they all follow this world of um that's a bit darker than um the the movies and the play because they touch on issues like um marital problems um and like uh free freeloading um friends and things like that um and like relationships at large um like there's a a book uh one of her books is called the mystery date where someone a secret admirer invites scary godmother on a uh to a prom and she has to find out who who they are um and then another one is uh called my bloody valentine where uh, the, uh, there are two vampire characters um, who have a, a son, Orson, and the the wife um, wants more modern technology in the house, and the the husband is very traditional 
uh, Transylvanian stereotypical vampire who uh, is very traditional in his values. And you see that conflict hmm. of those interests there. So the I, I would recommend the, the comics because um, they do a lot more world building and are much more like real in the kind of topics they, they cover. Hmm. But while also being whimsical and hmm. uh, fantastic. Especially with the illustration work. Like in this, uh, I'm sending you guys a, a still from Dark Horse Comics. Um, I think this will load for you guys. If not, oh, it doesn't load. Yes, it does. Cool, cool. So this is a, a excerpt. Uh, it looks fairly different than the animation style used in the movies. Um, mm -hmm. Although, um, and and Hannah looks like a toddler, like a small, like Shirley Temple esque. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the vampires look very similar to how they look in the movie. Yes. Yes, they do. But it's it's definitely a unique style that mm -hmm. is some, somewhat translated over to the movies. Um, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that I... So, um, I also rewatched Scary Godmother... Um, both of the Scary Godmother movies. And um, two things that surprised me. Number one, they, like, hold up. Um, number two, like, there's actually, like, funny pieces to them. Um, yes, and yes. And number, number two, um, the animation style is much weirder than I remembered, especially in the <laughs> first movie. Because the, the style changes over the movie between the two movies um, yes yes like the technology was clearly much better for the second movie um so it's like much smoother um but the first movie looks weird um it has like watercolor backgrounds it looks like it looks at, but the characters are like 3d animated um so it truly looks like claymation figures walking through a cardboard cutout like environment um but not actually claim because you can tell that it's it they're not trying to look claymation that's like the closest approximation i can give you yeah 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 like a like a paper set that 3d figures are walking through interesting it Okay. It's weird. Yeah, no, I, I can picture yeah, it. Yeah, it is like a it is like a weird style, but it was actually like like after the first few minutes I got used to it. Um it was mm -hmm. very jarring at first, but, but honestly, pretty good. Do you know why it's so jarring to you, Rachel? Why, Ben? Is this gonna be a design reason? Yes, yes. Hit me so. with it. Um, traditionally, um, at least in like the Western um, style of animation, um, backgrounds were kind of faded out and like not outlined at all, and they were very much based in the the paint kind of watercolor esque um, style, and the characters were outlined um, starkly and much more vibrant in their color um, color palette that would draw your eye to them. And um, that would help the characters stand out for the background and put them as the main focus. 
But what makes this series so um, different is that it flips that and causes the most of the detail to be held in the background and the setting rather than the characters that are in it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Is that purposeful or was that just a limitation of the technology they were using? I think that was purposeful because Jill Thompson hmm. had a ton of creative um, uh, authority over the first um, Scary Godmother movie. Hmm. And she wanted to incorporate her watercolor style into it, but wanted it to be uh, 3D and not more of the 2D work that she had originally worked in. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that I read that it was originally the character, the like concept art that she was shown also had watercolor, um, like sort of 2D characters. Um, and she said, no, can you make the characters 3D? Um, which it just because you're right, they don't have outlines because they're 3D objects. There's nothing to separate them from their surroundings, except for the fact that they are shaded um, and look so, like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send this image. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Like, like dolls against. It's just, it's fascinating. <laughs> very, very interesting scene you chose there, Rachel. Oh, that's just where I, I was trying to get th- through enough to where they were interacting with their environment. Yes. Uh, for, for context, for those listening, um, this is uh, Katie and Bert um, recre- uh, acting as husband and wife in a graveyard to reenact um, Hannah prepping to go means, out trick-or-treating. Means nothing, like we haven't even introduced all the characters <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, point i feel like names. but anyway so uh rachel would you like to go into what the first scary godmother movie is about or are there topics you want to cover before we go into that i mean i mean no sure um i don't know how much chris remembers about scary godmother um i mean i remember it's like a small kid gets a scary godmother there's like a werewolf and some like weird monster thing that they befriend there's like a vampire kid there's a girl who's dressed as a cat there's like one kid who i think is named jimmy who's like a bad egg like, he's not dressed as a bad egg, he's just, like, a bad <laughs> kid, and causes mischief, and so the scary godmother and the monsters, like, play tricks on him or something? I don't know. That's vaguely what I remember. Yes, close enough. Um, Hannah is a little girl, um, and it's Halloween, she's supposed to be going trick-or-treating with Jimmy and his friends. Jimmy is her cousin. Um, and the friends are Jimmy... So Jimmy's her cousin, and then the friends are Katie, Bert, and Daryl. Yes. Um, Katie's dressed as a cat. Bert is dressed as a piece of candy. Daryl is dressed as a uh, baseball player driving an SUV. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. 
Bert is the baseball player and Daryl is a piece of candy. Oh, did I mix their names up? Yes, you did. Okay. Bert is dressed as a baseball player driving an SUV. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. That's That was weird. Yes. Which is one of the, like, that's like how we start. Jimmy's dressed as a devil and Hannah's dressed as a fairy princess. Um, that's like how we start is like them waiting in the graveyard for Hannah to meet them so they can go trick-or-treating. And we start with what they're dressed as. And truly, the, um, oh, like, Bert, are you, a, are you a car? And he's like, no, obviously, I'm a baseball player driving an SUV. Um, and that's like a gag throughout the movie where other characters can immediately see him and guess that he is a baseball, tra- he's dressed as a baseball player driving an SUV. Um, and that's funny. <laughs> Do you think the um, baseball player in an SUV is social commentary? No. I was going to say, I, f- I feel like if it w- if it is, it's accidental. <laughs> <laughs> what What do you think it is, Ben? I initially I thought it was, but then I realized that why. No, that doesn't make sense. Ben, what did you think it was? Ben was like, hey, so I had this thought, but I just wanted to double check with everyone yeah, else to see, like, oh, we're we all having the down. same thought. But <laughs> then I was like, oh, no, never, I, I, you know, no one would ever think this. Ben, have some self-confidence in your ideas. I want to hear them. I thought it was a critique on capitalism and elitism. Explain. You can't just say that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, Ben. (laughs) Of, like, some people getting, like, uh, being in on the joke, um, and uh, and the uh, salaries of uh, athletes being able to afford uh, SUVs and stuff like that. But now that I think of it on it more... That makes no sense at all. <laughs> you tried. I did. You tried. Although there is social commentary in this um, that we'll be getting to in a little bit. Oh? Yes, yes. Like what? So, um... um go ahead. So you, you were right on the, um, the main kind of plot, Christopher. Um, okay. Yes. We we meet these kids. They they meet up in a graveyard, um, and they we establish that monsters are scared, quote unquote, of uh, light, specifically of flashlights. And the the this Jimmy character that you remember um, schemes that uh, Hannah will just slow them down if they want to get all the candy in the neighborhood that they can. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. So they they leave her in this haunted house. Um, the they, spook they, house. For, yes, the spook house. Um, and make her offer candy to the monsters to um, uh, satiate their their uh, bloodlust. No. And they, <laughs> no. I I mean, it's just they. 
he wants to scare her. So he's like, oh, every year the new kid, which are there only five children in this whole, like that's, we'll get to that later with the Jimmy, Revenge of Jimmy one. But um, the new kid has to go into the spook house and put candy in the basement so that the monsters don't, you know, come out and eat all the kids on earth. Yes, yes. And that ritual relies on one child. Interesting. It's not a real ritual. He makes it up to scare her. Uh, the, that sounds like a real ritual I, to me. That's what I'm saying, Ben. Like, I know not, what I'm doing this Halloween. Like, it's not... No, no, no. I'm not saying it's a real, uh, real ritual in real life, either. I'm saying it's not even a ritual in the movie universe. Like, this is just something he's making up in the moment to scare her. Mm. Exactly. That doesn't sound like him. He would never do that. Mm. Also, for context, Jimmy is dressed as a devil. Yes. So you can tell he's uh, mischievous. Do you think the fact that he's dressed as a devil is social commentary on like, no, Chris, the Christian you, overtone? No, but the thing that is social commentary <laughs> is that Jimmy's like, I want to get rid of Hannah. She's just going to slow us down. And all of his friends are like, hey, dude, that's kind of fucked up. Like, let's just mm-hmm. do Halloween and trick or, let her trick or treat with us. And then he convinces them um, with the promise of more candy. Yes, um, yes. And they cooperate and help scare Hannah. And then, mm. when Hannah's in the spook house, she gets found by Scary Godmother. Because she's so she's so scared. Scary Godmother comes, uh, helps her, and takes her to the fright side. Yes. And so Hannah's just off partying for all of Halloween night. While Jimmy and his friends sit outside the spook house waiting for her to come out scared. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, and inc- she never does. And she never does. And increasingly getting worried about her. Um, but Rough. Jimmy's like, and they're like, come on, like, let's just go get her and so we can go trick or treat. And Jimmy, like, insists that they stay and wait for them, for her. And so they just don't trick or treat. Um, and then they get scared by the monsters when they do go in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yep. I'm putting it all together again. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for a movie from 2003. <laughs> wow, was it really from 2003? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, to, uh, in the Man. rest of the world. 2004 for the US. Why did everyone else get Scary Godmother a year early? The world was just ahead of us then, Rachel. Wait, was this... I thought this was an American movie, no? Um, it was made with... Uh, Production company that's no longer no that no longer exists. Um, what was it made with? Because I know they outsourced some of the animation, but the um, voice actors are are in the U.S. or were in the U.S. Yeah, and Jill Thompson hmm. is an American. Um, yeah, the writer illustrator. I'm not entirely sure why it was delayed a year in the U.S. Who's to say? Who's to say? We truly, it truly doesn't matter. We can move on. Now, what are these monsters that scare these kids, you ask? 
I was asking that, yeah. Well, we've already touched on the vampires a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, Orson and then Max and Ruby. Yes, yes. Max is the very traditional vampire dad um, who wishes for his son to be the prince of the night like mm-hmm. he was. And Ruby is his uh, beautiful wife who's much more modern in her her kind of thinking of what a vampire could be. Mm-hmm. And Orson is the, the preteen son uh, who has glasses and di- blue dyed hair and um, it's implied that he has a crush on Hannah um, and book uh, versions he does confirm that but in the movies he does not. I would also just like to note their names are Max and Ruby. But that's not a reference to Max and Ruby the TV show because Max and Ruby only came out in 2002 and the comics, the Scary Godmother comics are from the 90s. So by that logic this inspired Max and Ruby. I'm just... I just am so confused. Because Max and Ruby are weird names to pick for vampires. I mean, Orson is as well. But Max and Ruby are weird names to pick for vampires. So when I watched it, I was immediately like, oh, like Max and Ruby the bunnies. But no. (laughs) She just chose those names. Ah, They're just good names together, I guess. Ruby, Ruby and Max. Okay, that's all. That's all on that. The other iconic character is uh, Harry the werewolf. Uh, what do you remember about Harry, Christopher? Uh, that he's a werewolf. Um, I want to say he's like a little like stuck up, and that's played for comedy or something. Correct. Um. But outside of that, really, I don't remember anything meaningful about Max. You mean Harry? Harry, Max. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in the bunny mood. Mm-hmm. You're right. He, he is very theatrical, very um, over the top in his reactions to things. Mm, that's right. He's like into theater or something. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's like a he's like a um, drama queen sort of thing, mm. and that's something else I'm sure we'll touch on. Both Harry and Mister Pettibones, the skeleton. Yes. Gay. <laughs> like they're both quite quite gay. Um, not not like into each other. Just, we have two characters who I would argue are incredibly, um, because I don't even want to say queer-coded, because Mr. Pettibones just be, like, is just sort of, like, campy, um, and then Harry is, like, uh, overacting, like, theatrical, um, really, um, loves movies and actresses uh like impressed by their work or whatever like fascinating 
I could I could see that critique definitely of Pettybone. I, d I don't know about Harry per se. Because he could just be very into himself and very narcissistic. Uh, without... Like, he, he lives with his mom in the comics. Um, and doesn't really have personal relationships beyond that. Or, like, real interest in anybody else aside from himself. And, and food. Yes, he does hmm. love food. I'm just saying that the... They, it is interesting to me because they are um, camp in different ways. Mm. Um, uh, the the difference between no, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be able to pin this. Mm. It is a sixth sense, <laughs> but in that in the way that means that like the way that they wrote his character is quite over the top in a way that is very similar to Mr. Pettibones um, but on a different part of this camp scale hmm yes yes they are two different um, voice actors um Although one of them, uh, the one who plays Mr. Pettibone and uh, Max, um, he's he's definitely he definitely queer queer codes Mr. Pettibone. And from what I saw in an interview with all the voice actors, the person who um, voices both Bugaboo and Harry, um, we'll get to Bugaboo in a sec. Um, but uh, he. Uh, really poises uh harry like um the the benjamin um stance with the arms uh with the hands wrung <laughs> yes. you know you know the stance always perched for him perchance i might kind of vibe yeah that is you mm -hmm. and bugaboo is more like a grassroots um uh, working man kind of kind of vibe. Maybe maybe more like a um uh um Brooklyn. I can't tell what his accent is. Bugaboo. Yeah, I have no idea. I also found the amazingly. I found the part in the movie that I was thinking about with Petty Bones. He's not just. It's not. This is the thing. This is the thing with saying queer coding. Is that mm. it implies that it's like just a little. <laughs> mm. But mm. like there's a point <laughs> in the movie where um, Max is talking to Ruby about um, her dress and he's like scandalized. It's a, too modern of a frock. Uh, it shows almost shows her ankles. Um, yes. And he says, I just wish she'd look more like a queen. And Pettybones leans into frame and goes, me yes. too. And then leans back on out. Mm. Like, that's his, that, that is every interaction with Pettybones is like that. 
Excellent. Like, this is very intentional. I do get that impression. <laughs> oh, let's see. Is this it? No, it's not. Maybe it's this? Okay, so... Uh, to give you a sense of um, what Rachel is talking about as well um, go to this link it's a Revenge of Jimmy interview segment with the voice actors and go to uh, minute 357 and you'll see how the voice actor treats uh, Mr. Pettibone in real time and that might give you more insight on the, the intention behind the character as well Yep. Yeah, no, that's... There it is. It's pretty pretty mm-hmm. stark at that point. <laughs> Fun fact, that same voice actor did voice work for Inuasha in Dragon Ball Z. Fascinating! And Beyblade Bay Burst Evolution and Gundam. Wow. In Dragon Ball Z, he was Piccolo and Mahjong Buu. I... Voice actors fascinate me because they do so many things <laughs> like they're Scott, all, Scott McNeil they're all in name. everything <laughs> like the voice actor for scary godmother uh was cheer bear and care bears oh my god she was in Bi- she was in bionicle she was in so many um she was naz in ed ed and eddie really? oh wow and rarity and my little pony friendship what? is magic yeah Oh my god. It's a small world, man. Oh, you truly have listed all of these voice actors and all of their names. Yes, yes. And yeah, Scott McNeil was also in uh, Bionicle and Care Bears as well. God. And Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Nice. L- lots, of, lots of credits to this uh, cast of uh, actors. Oh, but getting back to the characters themselves, um, our last and final monster, aside from uh, Scary Godmother, is Mr. Bugaboo. He's not called Mr. Bugaboo. His name is just Bugaboo. Mr. Bugaboo. Yes, that's his voice. Um, Back to my claim that Scary Godmother is actually quite funny and holds up. Mm. <laughs> um, one of my favorite moments in the movie um, so Scary Godmother and Mr. Pet- Pettibones are roommates um, so just like oh ha 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 they're roommates um, but at, at some point in the movie Bugaboo oh, yes. comes in up from the basement he like lives in the basement yes. and he's like a monster under people's bed he like scares kids for his job um and he, like, Hannah has gotten used to all of the other monsters. She's, like, chill with them. But Bugaboo is much more visually terrifying because he's a big mm-hmm. monster with, like, eight eyes um, or whatever. And so they, like, she's, like, super afraid of him. And he's, like, oh, that's okay. Like, no worries. I, I-, I- can see that this is going to be an issue. I'm going to leave. And everyone's like, oh no, Bugaboo, it's not a party without you. And she's like, okay, he can stay. And he goes, all right. I mean, it is my house anyway. (laughs) 
And that's just <laughs> that's just the fucking nice. wine. I love it. That is so that's funny. Fun. <laughs> wow, that does hold up. Yes. Um, I can see you also, also put other um other uh lines in this outline that you really like. Um, yes. So other like, than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the show? Is also another <laughs> fantastic one. Yes, that was a, a joke from Max, I believe. Yeah, he's trying, trying to be trying to relatable. Be, yeah, trying to be cool and you know, life of the party. And then, and when we meet Mr. Pettibone, he comes out of the closet. Yes. Uh, literally yeah. to join the party and hannah asks him that what's up <laughs> i was gonna say that that feels intentional. intentional uh going on from that uh hannah asks him does everybody have a skeleton in their closet and he replies almost everyone little miss and winks and goes on to say i work in all the closets in town keeping their secrets and just rattling around hmm Oh, you just haven't met enough good ones yet. That's another thing. Yes. Um, yes. Where oh, man. Hannah's like, I'm I'm like so afraid of monsters. And I can't remember if it's Scary Godmother or Scully, Petty Buns. Says, oh, you just haven't met enough good ones yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which which goes back to um, the comics, actually, and their, how they um, frame prejudice. Um. Because uh, that's a big theme in, in the comics as well. Um, the uh, metaphor for monsters and humans between like people of different uh, values and upbringings and races and mm -hmm. um, how that works into the societal uh, implications of that. Cool. Okay, we can't, we can't do all of the lines that you put in here, but just know they're <laughs> quite good. <laughs> Um. like Hannah says I don't sleep in the coffin at night and Orson replies oh you're homeless yes nice Um, that's fun it's, it's fucking funny though one of my favorite parts of that movie is definitely the dance scene where all the set is uh, oh mm, uh, mm, mm. after this I want to talk about the set but uh, going back to this party scene, uh, basically the whole um, setting melts away and there's like multicolored rainbow stairs that Harry jumps down and spins with people. There are uh, pumpkin patterns that people walk on and really weird lighting things that go on and people's heads expand and contract in weird, strange ways. Mm -hmm. And it's it's one of the more unique scenes of the movie where they just go all out with the wackiness of the animation style. Yes. And there's that dance scene in both movies. Um, yes, yes. Which is interesting because they're short. They're like 45 minutes long. Um and we spend a lot of time doing that. And then also in both movies, there's a recipe, um, which I feel like is very 2000s 
I don't know. It reminds me of American Girl um, magazines and stuff. Um, I I know that's not going to be relatable to you guys. But they, like, completely pause the action to to give you a little recipe. That's cute. Do you know where that comes from, Rachel? Is it from the comics? It is from the comics. Because it's, it's animated completely, those sections are animated completely 2D in Jill Thompson style. So I sort of assumed it was a holdover. Yes, yes. Yeah, those are, uh, they, she included, um, like, there are some stories where um, she includes little snippets of um, uh, recipes and other fun crafts and stuff that the characters walk you through. That's kind of cute. Yeah, that is cute. Yeah. Oh, but going back to... Do you mind if we go back to the setting? Yes, go ahead, ahead, Ben. Um, I was thinking on this earlier, and um, especially in The Revenge of Jimmy, we get to see uh, the world of the Fright Side, which is where the uh, monsters all live, in the Ackerman Forest. And... This world reminds me a lot of the world of Coraline and the other mother, um, where uh, if people like don't believe or like um, the the concept of um, the the second movie is that uh, people in the neighborhood start to not um, really believe in Halloween and think it's not going to happen this year, and that causes lots of mayhem in the fright side where. Um, whole houses disappear, and the pumpkin patch just disappears, and the sky disappears, and everything is built on this um, uh, belief in Halloween. And contrasting that to stories like Coraline, where this world is constructed for these kids um, for a sinister purpose, and this is constructed for kids with a really happy purpose. I think that's a very interesting comparison. Yeah, no, that feels relevant. That is kind of interesting. Um, I think it's also, I know this is just because of the scope of the movie, but it's truly, watching Revenge of Jimmy is truly like, um, uh, Jimmy overhears them saying that you can't have Halloween without pumpkins, so he goes to the pumpkin patch and smashes all of the pumpkins. And then the three older kids freak out and are like, oh no, you can't have Halloween without pumpkins. Halloween is ruined. And then, like, Scary Godmother's house loses its floor and shit. Yes. And the pumpkins, like, go back into the ground. And then Hannah's like, no, it's fine. We can just use the already smashed holes (laughs) to be the mouths and make the little eyes. Everything's fine. And then everything reverts back to normal on the fright side. Yes. And that truly, that, that happens, like, three times, where... Specifically, Katie goes, like, oh, Halloween's ruined. It's over. It's canceled. And then Hannah's like, no, we can just do this. And then everything's fine again. And I know that, like, the scope of it is we're not going to add more characters. (laughs) But it is, it's like, are there five children on Earth? Is the fright side specifically tied to these five kids? It's the butterfly effect, Rachel. <laughs> Where these small changes in our world 
have huge impacts in this other world. I mean, I feel like this is a trope that happens a lot. You know, you have some sort of... This happens a lot, especially with Christmas things, I feel. Yes! Mm. Oh, Where, that's a good you know, point. like, oh, this whole world is basically revolving around people either believing in it or following some sort of ritual to do this thing. And as that falls apart, you then see on the other side this sort of make-believe world falling apart because people don't believe in it. Now that we're men, we can do anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to say one of my other favorite lines of the series is in the second movie when Hannah runs into Bugaboo for the first time in the in this second film and he's underneath her bed um, and Hannah asks him, what's Halloween without scares? And Bugaboo replies, Arbor Day. Nice. Hilarious. Fucking gold. Comedy gold here. I'm glad you feel so, Rachel. And also, speaking of Christmas stuff, there's a very strong correlation between the second film and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Because um, some of the narration is even similar. Um, like, um, when Jimmy first hatches the plan to cancel Halloween, uh, he does the same kind of Grinch grin, and mm. Harry narrates his, um, awful idea. Um, the, also another fascinating thing about the grin, because I also made the Grinch grin connection, because it is an in- yes, incredibly yes. iconic look. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, like, this weird thing where Jimmy's mom keeps saying, um, if you make faces, it'll freeze that way. And then his face does freeze that way. And then for the <gasps> rest of the movie, he just becomes more monstrous looking. Yes. Like, his nose crinkles up and becomes, like, a snout looking thing. Um, his mouth, his teeth are, like, sharp. His eyebrows are ultra arched looking menacing and that's like not explained (laughs) except (laughs) except for that your face will freeze that way he just progressively looks more and more like a little demon and he is dressed as a devil again they're all dressed in their original costumes um so he just like progressively looks more and more like a demon and then when everything's resolved at the end it's not like his face goes back to normal. No. We just move on. Speaking of faces uh, and weird stuff like that, there is merch that you can buy related to that, Rachel. Are you joking? Not specifically uh, Jimmy's face, but on Redbubble... There are plenty of scary Godmother content that are fan-made kind of items. There's also Jill uh, Thompson's official Scary Godmother store as well. But I found this really iconic Scary Godmother sticker that just showcases the the limitations of the the CGI at the time. Nice. Yes. And did you know you can also buy a Bugaboo 
backpack. How much would you pay for this bugaboo backpack, Christopher? I wouldn't. <laughs> Did you say sixty dollars? Uh, yep, that's exactly what I said. That's really, it's actually really cute. It is, it is. Bugaboo is not machine washable. Careful. Also keep him away from open flames. He's like me. Not machine washable and must be kept away from open flames. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In, in our our hearts, we're all bugaboo, aren't we? Mm. Quite. I think that's everything about <laughs> Gary Godmother. Unless I'm missing something. I wouldn't know. I, I'm not the one to ask. Hannah did remind me of Rachel in the second movie. Oh, um, in the second? Not the first? In the second movie, specifically, because she's asked what she will be for Halloween. Yeah. And she replies, a veterinarian, superhero, clown, pony trainer, kitten, telemarketer, ballet dancer, teacher. Just like Rachel. Just like just, Rachel. Yeah, just like Rachel in like preschool, where mm. I just continued to add um, professions. Uh, but I would like to say, still doing that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in a much more uh, high stakes uh, yeah. context yeah I still do be adding just random shit to my degree huh hashtag the mighty bride am I right yes oh we'll talk about the mighty bride another day um, but, but are they random if they're meaningful to you Rachel oh no they're not random I fully acknowledge that um, I would also like to note that um, I had to do my graduation application the other day. Oh, how'd that go? Ooh, Did nice. you win? Yes, I won. Um, and <gasps> I had to, like, click my primary... Ma- I had to choose my primary major, which is math. Math is my primary major. Um, but then, when I, when I, you know, got the little, like, oh, yeah, good job for filling it out. Now you can go... Um, see your completed application. Um, when I was mm-hmm. on the screen where it was like, pick your primary major, it was like, don't worry, all of your majors will appear on your diploma. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I can't, I couldn't select both. It was select one or the other. Mm-hmm. And then I went to look at my completed fucking application, and it only has math on there. <laughs> Ooh. And so now I have to figure out who to call to be like, hey, just checking. <laughs> You're not going to mm-hmm. completely remove my other major right that would suck wouldn't it wouldn't it it's not like you worked hard for that though right i mean yeah it's not like it could really go bad mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely yeah absolutely it's part of why i chose to just have one major did you minor in that yeah okay yeah, no, like, yeah, I would be a fool if I didn't just get the minor with that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, me I too. To, I mean, <laughs> I had to take all of, I think, two more classes. Maybe three. But then it's like, oh, here is your minor. Very sweet of them. 
That's that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Uh, you know what we're also missing out on? What are we also missing out on, Ben? Iconic characters that are not in the movies but are in the comics. Oh, tell me, tell me about these iconic characters, Ben. Uh, specifically in, um, well, there's the Boo Flu episode or, or comic where Scary God- Godmother gets sick with the Boo Flu. Um, there's also um, another one. That is titled. Uh, it's really go on vacation. It's uh, ghouls out for summer. Mm. Ghouls um, out for summer. Summer. And we get to see what, how they spend their summer vacations on the fright side. Um, oh, but in the fun. the earlier book, I mentioned the the mystery date. We meet iconic characters such as Madame Irene Lugavaden. Put the name in the chat, Ben. I'm going to put that name in the chat. She is the only human to live on the fright side. Ooh. And she lives in uh, a caravan. And she is a fortune teller. And she's also the mother of Harry the werewolf. Oh! Oh, well, okay. And there's also uh, Tinkeree. Tinkeree? Tinkeree. Okay. A fairy who attended school with Scary Godmother, was one of her best two best friends. And now, years later, she's an adult struggling to find a fairy godmother job and tries to steal it from the scary godmother oh that's not nice uh, uh. and then there's scary godmother's second uh other best friend holda uh who is a high-ranking witch who went to school with her as well um and she organizes a convention where with all the fairies and witches to get together and, and have a scary godmother speak to them and lastly there's the oldest living vampire, the one that Max and Ruby defer to. He is called the Master. Mm. I watch Buffy. <laughs> uh, or the Strain on FX. I think it was on FX or something. Something on Strain. No. Maybe. Uh, but he he teaches young vampires in quote the old ways at his summer ghoul program but it's a uh, scam uh for him to spoiler alert for him to use all these young um children as uh slave labor and he also um uh uh kills some of them oh so hate uh, to see it yeah he's he's not uh, much a little, a little darker than uh, the the movies. Mm-hmm. Just a bit, just, just a smidge. Yes, yes. Oh, and this is this is the quote I was looking for earlier when describing Scary Godmother. Uh, this is from Jill Thompson. Uh, scary Godmother is like your fairy godmother, but for Halloween. There's nothing scary. There's there's really nothing scary about the Scary Godmother. She's fun and macabre. Reminiscent of childhood with a little bit of social commentary mixed in. Okay. 
And there is a Kickstarter for a third Scary Godmother movie, but it is far below the... Is it a, um, is it a Kickstarter by Jill Thompson or by a random person to steal money? Oh, I think it's the lad. Uh, let's see, it's on change.org. That tells me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's by OT free this uh to jill thompson so it's 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 fan made um asking jill thompson to create a, a that's series. not that's not go for me that's petition <laughs> oh well good job ben a, thank you thank you <laughs> but also what rewatching those movies quite good Yes, would would recommend for your holiday spectacular. <laughs> and they're only forty five minutes, so you can watch them both, double feature. Where can you watch them? YouTube, or you can buy the DVD set online. Sounds fun. Well. Very high in energy, aren't we? Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialRCPod. <laughs> yes, that'll do it for another episode of Relatable Content. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you keep safe out there. And we'll talk with you all in a couple weeks. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>